Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman, and we have a great show for you. As a reminder, you can watch this show with all the visuals that go along with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. On this show, we have a lot to discuss, including the huge news that Bally's Las Vegas is changing to Horseshoe, plus that Tropicana most likely is going to go away and become the new Bally's. We'll let you know everything that we do. In other news, Nevada casinos took in over a billion dollars for the 10th month in a row, record gaming revenue, but why hasn't the experience come back? Also, Virgin Hotels is charging a resort fee, Katy Perry is sticking around, adding more dates in Vegas, and Main Street Station is struggling. I visited there this week. We'll talk all about that and more. If you like this show, don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Just search MTM Vegas or just head to mtmvegas.com for all of our Vegas posts, podcasts, and videos. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So Mark, we got a lot to talk about today. Big news obviously broke a few days ago that Bally's is going away or Bally's Las Vegas maybe is going away. We'll talk about that. Uh, Horseshoe coming to the what they call the 50-yard line of the strip. Caesars has been using that uh, that saying all week. It's just sort of crazy. And then what's going to happen and where the new Bally's is going to be because there will be a new Bally's. Let's talk about it, though. Were you surprised? that The rumor had been going on for a while. I kind of slipped this news into last week's show after we had recorded it. But are you surprised to see the horseshoe name coming to the Vegas Strip? Not uh, entirely, because I know they sell they sold the Bally's name uh, a little while ago. So it kind of and they had the rights for a bit, and it kind of seemed like they're going to name it something. Uh, not necessarily horseshoe, but it is cool to bring that name back to Vegas. You know, that's an OG of Vegas, and and they get to bring the World Series of Poker back to the horseshoe, which is kind of cool. You know, it's been at Rio for a while, which nobody really wants to go to Rio. So, <laughs> well, until well, they rehab it, I guess. Yeah, it's still, it's pretty sad. I saw some video from there just the other day. It's still pretty looking pretty sad there. Oh, not su- not surprising. Not surprising. <laughs> well, let's talk about what they're going to do at, at Horseshoe or Bally, the old Bally's. Uh, what they're not going to do is they're not going to renovate any of the 2,810 hotel rooms, mainly because they were renovated just in the last few years. But what we are going to get is three new restaurants, of which we don't know what they're going to be. Please bring back the Sterling Brunch. That's my only request there. Three new attractions. Again, they haven't said what those attractions are going to be. And uh, then an expanded poker room, because uh, obviously the World Series of Poker, which is going to be held there, uh, well, both Bally's slash Horseshoe and Paris later this year. And then they're going to renovate the casino and do all of that. Sort of a, you know, horseshoe brand. They have a lot of properties like in the Midwest and stuff. I feel like it's a sort of upskill property. So we'll see how it all turns out. But it's going to be a top to bottom sort of change here. Although it's probably going to still feel familiar. Yeah, there there was a couple horseshoe brands around here in Ohio for a few years when uh, Caesars was running those casinos and and they've broken off uh, to their own thing. And they were nicer casinos, so I do think it it, it does kind of give a little bit of higher brand, which is you know not what you're used to with Binions and and stuff. But <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But but yeah, um, I mean, Bally's. I've always the rooms have always been fairly nice. It just it, it kind of gives me the same feeling as resorts world where there's not a lot of anything going on there like there's nothing bringing you in no soul so hopefully they can figure out a way to do that i know they threw the shops out front which just kind of there was it used to just be open space and it took forever to get into the casino so that was kind of nice that they added them but they seem like makeshift shops 
So that's a little bit weird. And then you get inside the casino, it's smaller. There's not really any vibe to it or anything. It's just kind of like, oh, here's a casino that you could see anywhere. Um, so hopefully they can address some of those issues. I've always, if I stayed at Bally's, I just walk, you know, through the connection to Paris and, and do my stuff there because I find that to be a better property. Um, so hopefully they can do something with the, with the restaurants, re- refurbish the casino and bring a vibe to it, you know, with Horseshoe at least you kind of have something to go with with Bally's. Like, what does what does Bally's mean, you know? So, I don't know. They're going to ruin the Tropicana with Bally's. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. But I'm going to get a little nerdy here. You talk about Binion's, and Binion's is really just a shell of what it used to be. I kind of grew up here in the 90s where Binion's still had some of that old-school charm. The family still owned it, and it was really a, a very popular place. The general manager of, of Bally's said that the Horseshoe brand is the most legendary brand in gaming. I don't know about that, but... It certainly carries a lot of weight, and uh, it's good to see that they're bringing it. Caesars Entertainment, of course, owned bought Binions uh, way back when, and then eventually sold it off, but kept the horseshoe name, the rights to that. So that's uh, what we're seeing there. Now, also as a reminder, you talk about the Grand Bazaar shops out front. They are doing a brand new marquee for Horseshoe, and then that Old Red restaurant, that uh, by Blake Shelton restaurant, is going to be just out front. So that's going to be sort of a, a centerpiece on the strip as well. So we'll see how that all kind of turns out these renovations at Bally's slash horseshoe will be done by the end of the year and they're going to start renovating everything in the spring but what is going to happen to the property in vegas that Bally's bought now just like you said caesar's entertainment actually owned Bally's, the Bally's name everything else they sold Bally's atlantic city in early 2020 to i think twin river holdings was the name of the company they eventually later that year bought the Bally's name from Caesars Entertainment to use elsewhere, and they've been expanding like crazy. And just this week, their CEO made an offer to take the company private. But what does that mean? They're buying the Tropicana for a little over $300 million. And basically, Mark, you know how much I love the Tropicana. Check out the video on the channel. I did my love affair to it the day it reopened after COVID. Uh, I stayed there so much in the 80s. Built in 1957, the Tropicana is going away. Most likely to be the next Bally's. I don't like it. I don't like it. No. Well, at least it's not going to be a baseball stadium. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, I don't know that that was ever <laughs> truly going to happen. But, hey, it still could if they want to pay up the money for it. Yeah. I mean, and it, it, you see you uh, the, the sale is actually less than what was bought for a few years before that. So the property really hasn't gone, done anything, hasn't gone anywhere, hasn't, you know, gained uh, any value. So maybe it's a diamond in the rough. It's kind of on the edge of the strip so not as many people going down there as they used to as the strip pushes more towards uh if flamingo is the 50 yard line what is tropicana like the the 25 yard line i don't know (laughs) yeah mandalay bay is the end zone i guess um (laughs) so so you you have that to deal with you know that that area of the strip used to be kind of booming and now it's you know an afterthought so it'll be interesting to see what they do with it i like trap tropicana because it has a vibe and you know it's kind of got a cool vibe to it and an old school OG type of thing. So hopefully they stick with that a bit. But like I said, with Bally's, like what is Bally's? What does that mean? I don't, I don't know. What do they do with that? Do they go away from the tropical feel into just a a bland, boring thing? Or what do they do with that? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there's not anything that you're going to associate with Bally's. That property, the Tropicana is so, you know, linked to tropical feelings and island vibes and all that other stuff which is also interesting because Mirage is the other hotel in town that's themed that way. And that's going to be, of course, changing to Hard Rock. So 
Hopefully they'll keep the tropical vibe, even if they change the name to Bally's. Now, while they're, they'll tear it down or not, that's a question. Uh, the, the CEO said everything's sort of on the table, that they are going to redevelop it. So anything from knocking it down completely to adding on to it, there's a little less than 1,500 rooms, so it's significantly smaller than all of its neighbors. So a lot of changes is potentially there, but a great pool area. Hopefully they'll expand it, you know, add on to the casino, add some new towers, do some renovations. But the building is looking pretty ugly on the outside. And so there's still there's yeah. a lot of love that that place definitely needs. Yeah, I found it interesting in his comments. He said, you know, if we wanted to knock it down and start fresh, there'd be better value there, which you don't think of like you just paid all this money for this property and then bulldozing it is cheaper than refurbishing it. But that's kind of, you know, where we're at, especially with something built that long ago. I'm sure there's a lot of issues that they have to work on. And like you said, the outside is is fairly ugly, so you can't really do much with that. It's kind of tough to to shine that up a bit. So it'll be interesting to see what they decide. Well, I think they should absolutely bring the gold glass back. You know, when they whoever bought it 10 years ago or so whitewashed the building when they did that whole South Beach Miami renovation and bring back the gold glass. That would be my first suggestion. But the other kind of thing to talk about before we close this out is that this is just a reminder. We have all these new players on the Las Vegas Strip. It's sort of what we wanted all these years. You know, you have the Venetian. In fact, this week, uh, Blackstone is going to the Nevada Gaming Council trying to get their gaming license to buy the Venetian complex. Uh, You have new operations coming to Mirage. You have Palms getting ready to reopen soon with new operators. Mohegan Sun running Virgin Hotels. Bally's will be a new operator in town. So at least we have some fresh blood here. It's fresh corporate blood. So who knows what that means? Just more corporate heads uh, <laughs> changing Vegas, weird, like, but it's something. Yeah, like I, I completely forgot about Palms. Like it's been so long that you just kind of write it off. And that's, you know, should be coming soon. And it's something that, you, you know, a lot of people will probably be excited about. Something that they haven't. It's kind of like coming out of uh, the pandemic again, the reopening all over again, because it's been shut down for so long, you know, coming up on two years now, which is crazy to think of such a popular property that they just shuttered for so long. Yeah, it's even crazier to think about how many properties have sold during the pandemic. When we talk about all of these Tropicana, uh, you know, all of them, Venetian, huge sales, Mirage, Cosmo. Cosmo. Yeah, I mean, just so many different changes. So Vegas in five or 10 years is going to look different. And I think this these stories are just a perfect example of that. Horseshoe coming to the quote-unquote 50-yard line of the Strip and uh, Tropicana going away. A legendary brand, uh, you know, over 60 years old. It's yesterday's news. So, Mark, uh, did you see the TikTok where you can learn how to find sugar daddies in Las Vegas? Uh, it felt more like where to find a sausage fest to me. I mean... <laughs> if you're just looking for a place where old dudes hang out, doesn't mean they have money. There's lots of poor old dudes in Vegas, so I don't know. But uh, sausage fests away. So according to this one TikToker, Stadium Swim, I think that makes sense. We saw a lot of sort of you yeah. know wealthier men there. Carver Steak, which just opened at Resorts World, and then Virgin Hotels. Those are the the three places. Yeah, the, that one I, I'm not sold on. Like Virgin Hotels is where just old people that don't want a lot of. Uh, noise and and action going on go i guess i guess so old sugar daddies there you go (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get into the show as a reminder earlier this week we did a whole show about the big news that bally's is changing to horseshoe and what's going to happen to the tropicana because it's most likely becoming the new bally's so check out that video we go into all of the details of both of those things but let's talk about virgin hotels really quick 
they finally, you know, they made such a big deal when they launched the hotel that there wouldn't be a resort fee, that they were doing things different. Didn't uh, last too long. They they initiated a $45 resort fee this week. So, uh, yeah, just uh, just another Vegas resort fee, I guess. Yeah, and it's kind of bizarre. They go from none to, like, right near the top level. Like, you're not easing into this, like, $25 or whatever. It's, like, all the way in there. And and when they came out, they're like, oh, our mini bar is going to be regular prices and all this stuff. Like, very consumer-friendly. And they're, you know, we've talked about how they're having issues filling the hotel. So now you're going to charge more, I guess? I, I, I don't get it. Maybe if they would have said, hey, the mini bar is included with the resort fee. That'd be cool. Then I could see it, you know. At least you're killing two birds with one stone there. And, and there will be a lot of people that just won't use it. But at least you can say I offered value for this thing to just do it for just to do its sake it's annoying i mean we know that they do this because the otas people booking through like the orbits travel uh, velocity and all and xpd and all that they don't have to pay a fee a percentage back to the those sites with these resort fees so that's probably you know the gist of it hopefully we see the rates stay about where they were without resort fees when the two are com- combined but it's always a little bit deceptive yeah i think that they learned a lesson that caesar's entertainment learned you know, years ago, right after the recession, like, you know, 09, 10, somewhere in there, MGM Resort starts charging resort fees and they kind of become more widespread. And Caesars did the same thing. They made a whole advertising campaign. We have no resort fees. And they realized that they couldn't compete in the market because people shop on that base level rate. And by putting the resort fee separate, you can advertise a lower rate. And we know there's been a lot of deceptive advertising, but I think Virgin just realized that they can't compete uh, without a resort fee because their rates are going to be higher when you factor in, you know, everything. A lot of people just aren't combining those numbers. But as you say, hopefully they A lot of they're... people just aren't smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think now people are a little bit more savvy with resort fees. And I feel like Virgin just realized, you know, there's just no major resorts in Las Vegas. There are some, you know, there's some local hotels. There's some downtown hotels. There are a few places that don't charge resort fees, but no kind of first-class resorts and that's what Virgin's trying to be. Uh, certainly, they spent a lot of money to rehab it, and uh, it's not a surprise. But the good news is MGM Rewards came this week. And uh, not to plug another video, but we have a whole MGM Rewards video on the channel talking about all of the, the good, the bad, the ugly with the new program. The good with the new program is if you have gold status, you do not pay resort fees when booking direct with MGM. And Well, as long as you go to the front desk and fight it. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> apparently there's some, yeah, they, they're still working on, hopefully they'll eventually get their IT worked out like Caesars where it doesn't charge you, but apparently right now it is charging you and then you get it taken off the bill, but uh, that's a good thing. And they also extended their status match, or that's not new news, but they have their status match going through this uh, this year, or the middle of this year, I think, and there's ways to get gold status fairly easily, right? Or there's ways to get diamond status with Caesars, you could then match to MLife Gold, you wrote a whole article about that. So while Virgin's charging resort fees, there's now a way to get MGM resorts with no resort fees. If you do a little work, get that gold status. That's a big improvement, I think. Yeah, there's a way to get MGM gold status and there's a way to somewhat easily get Caesars diamond status, at least for a lot less than you would have to do by gambling at the casino. So if you get those two, you have, you know, a huge percentage of Vegas where you can get waived resort fees. So definitely check out the article. It goes through uh, different options if you ha- already have status somewhere and versus if you don't and you're starting from scratch 
different ways to, to work your way into it. So there's some options that can cost you $95 a year, all the way up to, you know, three, $400 a year. But if you're paying resort fees that, you know, and you go to Vegas twice, that that's pretty much eating that $400 right there. So anything beyond is a, you know, a win. And then you can constantly do this. Once you get it one year, you can do it every year and you don't have to pay that fee anymore. So we'll show you all the tips and tricks for that. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And the one thing that's changed with this new MGM match that they've been doing the last couple months in Vegas, they never used to match status in Vegas. You know, you could go to Borgata in Atlantic City and match Caesars to Borgata, but you couldn't do it here. And now you can. So once you get that Caesars diamond, you can match it to gold with M Life and get the benefits. And yeah, it's a really cool thing. Hopefully it'll keep going and they'll keep allowing it. Yeah. And once you get M Life gold, we show you how to keep it. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, it. Even yeah, if check the, out the, this ass match goes away, there's still another way to keep it rolling every year. So, yep, and uh, yeah, it's a good uh, good status. It's I'm glad that we got wave resort fees. I'm excited to try some stays this year, which that's always been a thing. Like even when I was able to get comps or cheap MGM rooms, never could get the wave resort fee because I you know don't gamble all that much. So uh, it's a big win for people like me who can status match and stuff like that. Speaking of big wins, the Nevada casinos. Won $1.15 billion in December. That's the 10th straight month that they won over a billion dollars. And they won $13.4 billion in 2021. That is $1.4 billion more than in 2019 before the pandemic. They have, I think visitorship was down about 24% from 2019. So 24% less people, more money. They're winning. Yeah, it shows that it's uh, back to the old days where they're, they're going after the gamblers because, you know, conventions aren't there. So they're not filling the rooms, but everybody that's coming is coming to, to gamble, it appears. So they might be losing some money on the other end where they used to, you know, Vegas had kind of shifted towards trying to focus on the shows and the entertainment and the dining and make their money there. And gambling was second thought. Now gambling has come back to the forefront. So it, it, these cycles, you know, what's next? The fa family Vegas coming back? <laughs> oh, I hope so. Let's build another MGM Grand Adventures uh, theme park. Some other numbers. So yeah, 32 million visitors last year. Uh, that was down 24% from 2019 where there was 42 million visitors. Hotel occupancy, 67% midweek, which is pretty strong. 81% on the weekend and only going to get better, I think, in 2022. So Las Vegas really has recovered very, very well through the pandemic. And it's crazy. They still haven't brought back a lot of workers. And we've talked yeah, about a lot say, of the issues here. Can you hire some staff so we can eat past 10 p.m., please? <laughs> yeah, it's it seems like they want their cake and eat it too, right? They're getting these record revenue numbers, yet they're still sort of in pandemic times. And uh, it does affect the experience. And who knows if it's going to affect whether people come back or, you know, when you come here and don't have a great experience or things aren't all open, are people not going to come back as often? Uh, are people uh, going to go to other more regional places, you know, just if they just want to gamble? So it's interesting long term how this will uh, affect Vegas. But for now, it's like gangbusters in those casinos, I guess, because they are uh, they're printing money or at least they're winning a lot of money. And uh, just a reminder for all the gamblers out there, I was always told when I moved to this town, those big buildings aren't built uh, with the winnings of gamblers. And uh, this number... Proves that over a billion dollars a month the last 10 months, casinos are doing quite fine. Yeah, it is crazy to see that it's better than 2019, which, which you wouldn't expect because visitors are, are down still quite a bit. But 
hey, people are bringing money, so who who knows? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, we've seen it. Even you, you know, they're making this this gambling revenue, and a lot of the perks for gamblers are even not even restaurants and stuff, but like Laurel lounges have not opened again yet, which doesn't make any sense when you're bringing in this type of gambling revenues. And um, the shows, the free show tickets, they still are limited to bodies and high roller. When most of the shows are back, there's no capacity issues. So you're you're taking this money from the gamblers at at rates that are before what they were several years ago, and you're not giving any of that stuff back. I, I find it kind of crazy. I mean, we've seen that in the loyalty space. Things have changed. The companies are trying to reshape their loyalty programs. They're using the pandemic in order to do that. That's why we have MGM Rewards. We've seen a number of companies, not just in the gaming space, relaunch awards programs. IHG is just about to do that in March. So uh, we've seen this, this across the board. Companies are using this to sort of cut the fat, make sure they have leaner operations, that everything is efficient. Corporate America at its finest and Las Vegas is a perfect example of corporate ownership all and down, up and down the strip. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But let's bring back those people. Yeah. And certainly they're winning enough money. Now, uh, some other good news, I guess, is Katy Perry at Resorts World added 16 new shows. I guess. <laughs> No, well, we talked a, a few weeks ago. They were really having trouble selling the tickets. I showed I showed a video of it, uh, how many tickets were available that week. So not really disputed there. But the reviews for the show were excellent. And they were struggling to sell tickets at a time where Vegas was really empty and everybody was struggling to sell tickets. Some shows went dark. So I think it had less to do with Katy Perry than it did to have to do with the timing. And the reviews were really spectacular. She went on SNL, did a kind of a similar version with the Dancing Mushrooms uh, I think that uh, she's getting the hype up, and this will probably be successful. I'm, I'm thinking. Hopefully, well, Adele left a big vacuum that you know people are, want want to go to shows, so that helps. As well as since they were having issues selling tickets, I'm not surprised they added more shows because they're paying these people big money, so they need those that extra revenue to kind of offset their costs. And I do think you know she's a big enough name, and she puts on a good enough show that I think it will be successful, and hopefully it keeps you know getting pushed out. The Adele stuff still seems kind of crazy. I heard over a hundred million dollar lawsuit if she doesn't start it back up. So who knows what's going on there? But I don't know how that doesn't happen at some point. I'm sure there's negotiations behind the scenes on, on all levels, and there was a lot of like rumors this week that it was her boyfriend that caused it. Uh, you can you know find those rumors wherever you want, but uh, yeah, still a big mess there uh, with Adele and. Downtown, I want to pivot to downtown. Vital Vegas posted some pictures this week about how empty Main Street Station was. And before he did that, Jasmine and I had visited there earlier in the week. And, you know, during the week, the buffet isn't open. The uh, brewery restaurant isn't open. So there's really nowhere to eat there. The table games aren't open. So it's basically just a casino and a bar. Uh, they have the beer there at the bar so you can get their their beers. But the beers are up to like five bucks now, I think. Five or Ugh. six bucks. It used they, to be like they took away the only good thing, Sean. Yeah, and they took away beers. a lot of. I'm not a video <laughs> poker player, but I know they took away a lot of the good video poker at that bar as well. But with all that said, it's so cool to visit there. You get to go into the bathroom, you get the Berlin Wall, you get a pee on the Berlin Wall. That's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it, it you're not dead. gonna spend any money because there's nothing to spend money on. Nothing's wait, open. <laughs> wait, but I always want to get good video of the Berlin Wall thing, and there's always people in that bathroom. But because it was dead, I had plenty of time in the bathroom by myself to like film it that without anybody there. 
that's what people are seeing right now. They're seeing the B-roll of the Berlin Wall in there. But you also get to go upstairs. Yeah. You got Winston Churchill's uh, snooker table, old slot know, machines like, there. There's a lot of cool stuff. If you've already seen it once, you're not going to walk back over there to see the Berlin Wall again. You I know, do. The, the I drop. do it every time. <laughs> I, do it I know. Every you're, time. you're a weirdo, though. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, most people are like, yeah, Pete on the wall. Like, cool. We don't need to go back over there. It's a couple blocks off of Fremont. It's not like you're walking by it anyway. You have to kind of go out of your way to get there. And then when you get there, there's nothing there. Like, it's basically like they could just open up a hallway and throw some slot machines in and be like, hey, here you go. Here's our casino. So it's crazy. And then... Even on the weekends, they say the table games will close around one. Like, okay, so if you're doing well or you're into it and you're having fun, and they're like, "Oh, but sorry guys, we got to go home. See you later." Like, I've never heard of that. It's just bizarre. I don't. Why even open it? Why were it's why interesting? Were we I mean, it? yeah, I, I guess. I, I hopefully they're doing well. I mean, I, I hope this property has had a very storied history. It's closed a couple of times uh, and reopened. It used to be a Holiday Inn, then it was something else. Then Main Street when Boyd bought it. I think it reopened just in the early 90s for the last time. So it's opened and closed a few times, and certainly it's struggling during the week. I mean, there was maybe 10 people in the whole building when we were there, and, uh, you know, the beer was good. <laughs> they, so there you go. They told, they, told, <laughs> they told Park MGM to hold my beer during the week. <laughs> I guess, yeah. It was, it was pretty – it was very quiet. And if you like a quiet casino and you're a slot player or a – Video poker player, maybe that's a and good you like place. Bad Although, odds. there you go. Yeah, you got to imagine those machines are as tight <laughs> as can be. Uh, Jasmine did play a little bit. They have the old school, not super super old school, but from like circa ten years ago. The but they're still the mechanical real slots. They're kind of a mixture of electronic and mechanical. The five real slots that Jasmine likes. So she played a little bit there, like twenty dollars or something, and uh, lost it. And that was the extent of of that. But got a couple beers from the cocktail waitress, so that worked out good. But Go visit it. If you want to go see the Berlin Wall, it's there. All those cool historic things are there. Mark, uh, Mark's being a, a $5 hater, beers, man. That's, he loves, that's just ridiculous. He like, loves the Berlin Wall. He loves the Berlin Wall. All right. A, a couple... that's, that's like a double price increase right there. <laughs> yeah. Inflation sure. isn't that bad. Oh, yeah. All right. So a couple other quick stories. Vital Vegas says rumor, so we don't know if this is true or not, but I hope it's not true. That Buck and Winnie, that famous statue in the middle of Harrah's Las Vegas, is most likely going to go away. You care? Uh, not really. I mean, I always thought it was just kind of like, okay. Um, it's quirky. Yeah, it's quirky. I mean, they could. I, I think they could reposition it to somewhere else. I do think that's like some primetime, you know, floor there. And I mean, I can't remember. Is it a big enough area that they could put like a little circular bar in there and stuff? I, I don't know it's think right it's big like enough for that. But it is right in the center of the walkway. So you could probably yeah. reconfigure the walkway a little bit because the walkway kind of splits in a circle around that statue. So it probably would open up the flow a little bit. Yeah. It just always seemed weird. Like, like you have to walk by it when you're going through here. And I mean, a lot of people will probably be upset about it. I don't really, you know, like hair as much and don't go in there all that often. So it won't bother me if they pull it out. But I know a lot of people that love Harris and been going for a long time would probably be upset. So hopefully they, if they do move it, they just, they move it somewhere else instead of just completely get rid of it. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that, yeah, why not preserve it? Right. Why not put it somewhere where it's not taking up so much space if that's the problem or, you know, hopefully somebody preserves it and, and we can get it going. I always love that thing. Love walking by it. All right. One more story or just an update on a story we covered. I don't know. A few months ago, we covered a story about this local chain of bars, the lodge here in Vegas and how a bartender who got robbed at gunpoint with the people getting convicted, by the way, had to repay $4,000 that was stolen from him 
was at the bar. The the lodge, you know, never responded. Right, this went viral on media. So uh, everything they're still never gave him his money back or whatever. So he's suing them, which is great. But I'm just going to use this as an opportunity to, to remind people that uh, I'm personally never going to go to those places again, and I don't think anybody should. Uh, just a terrible, terrible place. And for them to have all this time to correct it after it got all the attention in the media and everything, standing their ground, uh, it's ridiculous. It's quite ridiculous, and nobody should give them a dime. So just a reminder yeah, of that. And the crazy thing is, like, this had happened several times. Like, it wasn't like a one-off thing. Like, they knew they had an issue with robberies, and they didn't do anything to do it. it like, protect your employees, one. You're putting them in harm's way, and then you put them you make them repay your faults like that's just it's crazy they they should lose that lawsuit easily uh hopefully they do and the person gets their money back i would have never put, paid it i would have said hey you know what see ya thanks but no thanks and um so hopefully they go out of business yeah i <laughs> mean that they, they do own a lot of bar there's a lot of them <laughs> hopefully they town. pay him back and then they go out of business how about that yeah i mean at, at least we're doing our part trying to spread the message so people don't go to these places because it's ridiculous uh, how they are and yeah, we don't uh, don't like that. So, yeah, stay away. Uh, as a reminder, you know, as the show winds down here, Mark and I do a regular podcast every week about travel and miles and points, credit card rewards. That's why we know so much about status and status matches. You can find links, uh, everything related to that at mtmpodcast.com. That's a different show from Vegas. We also do this show as a podcast that you can find at uh, mtmvegas.com. And... That's going to do it for this week. Uh, if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe, smash the thumbs up, leave a comment. Let us know what you think about any of these stories. Main Street Station, where to find sugar daddies in Las Vegas, Virgin Hotels, resort fees. Or Let just old know. guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time. See you next week.